Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV, at Eric Goodman. Mace still on vacation in Disneyland. I do not know if he's going to come back, but if he doesn't, Justin's here, and that's always a good thing. With that, I want to tell you about Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos and Blackhawk giving away right now a large model RC-104 Starfighter. So what is that? It's a remote-controlled jet. you got to see this to believe it. If you don't want it, they're going to give you $28,000 in cash instead. When you go up there, great food, primary dinners, like $6.95, really loose slots, and, of course, they have a sports book as well. Lots of reasons to go up to Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino up in Blackhawk. How are you, TV guy? Doing good. Yeah. Doing good, feeling good. I know it was uh, on the morning show, but, you know, I'm a little spry in the afternoon. This is, like, where I catch my second wind. Just got back from the gym. Just got back from the gym. We have back day today, and yep. so feeling pretty good. That means What's the back day? Back day is a some lap, lap pull downs, lap pull downs, upright, upright rows. Yeah, man, all heavyweight too. So here's the thing: What's I, heavyweight for you? Heavyweight is if it's not if the bar's not bending. I'm still at that stage where if the bar's not bending, we're not doing it. We're not doing it right. Well, if you're doing lat pull downs, well, lat pull downs. So not for lat. So, so, so what do you got going on the lat pull? So uh, let's Impress say. Me. I pretty much put, you know, the stick at wherever all the blocks are. So, oh, I so, go around the bottom. So you go stack. Yeah, all the whole. That's stack. the terminology. That's what I'm doing. You go man. stack. I go stack the whole thing, man. Wow. That's what I'm looking to do. Yeah. Still, I'm still young enough. Yeah. How old are you again? Thirty six. Oh man, I have cavities all over. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Give me some time, man. Wait, let me th- well, let me think about this. Let's do some math here. Uh-huh. You're thirty 30 what? Thirty six. 36, 36. That's four. Oh, yeah. In most states, I'm legally old enough to be your father. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, uh, 50, you're 50 what? So, uh, not 57. I'm 53. Yeah. So I'm yeah. 17 years older than you. Yeah. If yeah. I was 15 years older than you, definitely the southern states. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alabama. No question. Mississippi. And you absolutely would have been conceived in a trailer <laughs> or quite possibly in the bathroom of a diner. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Or in your cousin's bed. But I digress. Yeah. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. <laughs> Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. All right. USA Today is reporting that new Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett has, quote, told members of the team, meaning the Broncos, he is pushing hard to reunite with Aaron Rodgers. Really no surprise Mm -hmm. that he wants Aaron Rodgers, but considering he's not allowed to talk to Aaron Rodgers anymore, Mm -hmm. right? Can't talk to Rodgers. Right, right. I suppose you could back channel, which I'm guessing they're doing. What does pushing hard look like? Is is that exactly it? You're back channeling. You're talking to all of his people, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have the close contact, so you can't directly talk to him, but somebody for you could directly talk to Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's exactly what he's doing. And he's just showing him, hey, I've been here for a while. You know, I've been here for a couple of weeks. The facility looks amazing. Here's the upgrades that they have. He might even say this, 
I'm hearing this about ownership. These are some people that might be buying the team, Aaron. So, hey, they're promising this as well. So those are the things that I'm thinking about that he might be selling for uh, for Aaron Rodgers. I'm wondering if Nathaniel Hackett had the chutzpah before he left the Packers, mm-hmm. knowing he was going to be up for some jobs, knowing that he was going to be up for the Broncos job, said to Aaron while he was still wearing the Packers emblem, Hey, Aaron, if I go to Denver, that's where the conversations needed to happen. And legally, they could, although I think the Packers organization would have been livid had Hackett tried to recruit Rodgers out of Green Bay, knowing that Hackett himself was likely going to leave Green Bay. How would they have known? Well, they wouldn't. Right. but, But I'm saying, how bad of a look would that be? It's not a bad look for me. I don't see it as a bad look. I see it as it's just business. It's the reality of a situation. No, look, 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 I understand. Right? Hold on. I, I, okay. I get it, right? You, we could say it's a bad look. But in reality, let's not act like everything was going great with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers this year. I'm right? with you. Okay? Mm-hmm. So in that situation, you're telling me that near the end of the season, maybe even after the playoff game, a conversation here, a conversation there, hey, wherever I land, I want you to be here. And by the way, Devontae Adams, we're going to find a way how to get him too. You're telling me that Nathaniel Hackett didn't nudge or say that to Aaron Rodgers at least once? Um, I don't know how deep the conversations would have gone, but let's use this as an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are the owner of Channel 4 right? where you work. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you're not the owner because it's a big conglomerate who you're owned by. But you are the general manager, Channel 4. Is it Tim Wheeland? Yep, Tim is the yeah, yeah, Tim good is guy. The, oh, great guy. Okay. Great, great guy. So you're Tim Wheeland, and you find out that Jim Benneman, mm-hmm. terrific guy as well, mm-hmm. okay, uh, is interested in going, I don't know, to across the street, to, sure. to Nine News. For sure. Yeah. And Benneman knows he's going to be interviewed. And he says to your news director, if I go, I want you to come with me. Mm. And you have a nice long conversation about that. Okay? Yep. How you feeling if you're Tim Wheeland? Uh, you will feel upset for sure. That's all That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you, you, you will be upset. You'd be livid. Right. You'd but... be li- Now, let me, let me rephrase this. Right. Now, if it was Jim Benneman being courted by Nine News... And he said to you, Justin Adams, all due respect to our friend Rod Mackey, who I hope stays at Nine News forever, does a terrific job and a great guy, too. Mm -hmm. And Jim says to you, I want to bring you with me as the main guy in sports, Justin, Mm -hmm. and you're going to double your salary. I'm guessing you don't have a problem with that, do you? No problem. Of course you do. No, no, no problem. Well, how how would you feel if you're Tim Whelan? Uh, (laughs) First of all, no matter how he feels, I say, look, Tim, I know you may be upset. But I'll take you out to dinner, man, because this check is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. This check is awesome. (laughs) Actually, knowing what uh, local sports anchor salaries are, I don't think you use the word amazing. (laughs) When I worked in local television here, the salaries were amazing Mm -hmm. or very, very good. Uh, They're not amazing anymore. Okay, let's say the Broncos do get Rodgers. Mm -hmm. We had a conversation yesterday on the show. Uh, Aaron Anderson was on the show. Yeah, I'm bringing in a lot of, you know, sports guys. As you might imagine, it's a sports yeah, show. Good, good call. Where do you... Thank you. I'm not just eye candy. 
Where do you put the Broncos in the AFC with Rodgers? I believe that they'll be right behind. They'll be behind Kansas City, Cincinnati. Um, I uh, think this whole thing about Cincinnati is totally overblown, by the way. In which way? Cincinnati has to be the second best team. They have. No, they don't. No. Joe Burrow is not Josh Allen. No. He's not Patrick Mahomes. No. They don't have an offensive line. But they have a defensive line. They're good. They're not great. No, they're, they're not great. They're, they're good. They're good. They're, they're good. good. They're good enough. They, they, had, a, they had a really nice run. Mm-hmm. A really nice run. Kind of like, and I'm not making a comparison here. It's kind of like when Joe Flacco had a really good run yes. in 2012. No, it's exactly like what Joe Flacco had. And I think Joe Burrow, and he had a terrific year. His numbers were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But let's pump the brakes on the Bengals train. It depends on what they do in free agency. That's my biggest thing, right? They have a lot of money. It depends on what they do in free agency, and they need to shore up that offensive line, right? We all know that. They got to go Kansas City Chiefs this past offseason. But I would say they'll be behind Buffalo, the the top-tier teams, Buffalo, Kansas City. You go from there. Um, I would even put Baltimore in there because Lamar Jackson was injured at the last part of the year. So those are the teams that I would put right in front of the Broncos, but they wouldn't be far behind. Like They're not a middling pack of the team. With Aaron Rodgers, they'll be one of the top, I would say four teams in the AFC. I would agree. Okay. Danny, I want you to play along. We do these type of questions. Not often, but every once in a while. So assuming that Aaron Rodgers comes here and Vegas is kind of betting on the come here, they have the Broncos at 20 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Certainly assuming Aaron Rodgers comes here. If somebody gave you 500 bucks today and said you could put it all in your pocket, okay, Throw it into your checking account, or you have to bet it all on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. And it's a $10,000 score for you at 20 to 1 odds. Yeah. What are you doing? Betting it all. Easy. That's easy money. I'm betting it all. Danny, 500. Yeah, I'm definitely betting that. What if it's 1,000? Still easy money. Still betting it. Danny? Yeah, it's, you can't, you know, you don't lose anything. But you have $1,000 in the bank. You got a point of no return? Keep Meaning, up, Keep up to Danny. Keep, keep going. Keep okay. $100,000. I would stop. Thank you. There we go. I would stop. <laughs> That's what I mean. Stop. That's what I mean. I got diapers. Uh, eventually, there's a point of no return. Right. That's what I meant. So what is your limit? I would say about $5,000. That would be my limit. That would be my limit with, the, with this team. Because I, I would believe that with Aaron Rodgers, that he would up the game of everybody on the roster. They got to win the Super Bowl. They have to, they have to win the Super Bowl. You're gonna have a big score, right? I, I believe that he would. Everybody's game will get a lot better. You will see the best of Justin Simmons. You will see the best of Pat Sertan of everybody. Right? Well, remember because, something. This is this is a two. This is a two pronged bet, right? You're betting five grand on not only Rodgers coming here. Oh, that, remember the the odds are twenty to one that they win the Super Bowl, right? And, and I'm guessing if Rodgers doesn't come here, those odds are going to go the other direction. Every, I, that's everything to me just points the way that Aaron Rodgers is coming here. Well, I don't know if he is or not. That's what Vegas right. is predicting. I mean, there were seven and seven and ten last year, and suddenly they're twenty to one odds without a quarterback. Bridgewater's not coming back. I don't know if Locke's coming back. They're gambling it all on on Rodgers coming mm-hmm. here. Danny, do you have a point of no return? I'm not going any higher than this. Um, I would probably go lower than Justin. I would probably take the money at like three thousand. Three thousand. That's not bad. Okay. Now, did you just say the phrase "soil your pants"? Did you say something like that? 
Some, somewhat, ever so often. What would you say? Yeah, uh, you a hundred thousand. What would you do? You would what? Uh, soil. What did you say? Soil your pants. What did you? Leg. What did you say exactly? Uh, oh, well, I, poop I sh- your pants. What? My you say? pants. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if it's a hundred thousand, you're banking it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Danny, I'm going to tell you the big difference between you and Justin Adams. Okay. Now I'm going to put you to the test, my okay, friend. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. You get that you get that uh, $5,000 mm-hmm. and you tell your wife you have $5,000. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She's all in on that? Oh, of course not. Well, it's nice to see you just pooped your pants. <laughs> First of all, she's You know what? You just <laughs> pooped your pants. You just told me that I would do but you're married. No, right. Because again, so now you just back down to your wife, who I'm sure is absolutely lovely. Yes. Is lovely, but you you just lost your man card. But you know this happy wife, happy life, man. And they you, you oh, have I get diapers. That. You have diapers and you have wipes. I know you are. I hope that. you're wearing them. Uh well, it depends. Literally. Literally. Depends. Nicely done. Literally. Nicely done. Okay. Coming up after the break. Nuggets succeed. Mm-hmm. Seven games over five hundred. One four of their last five. Can you make the case? That Michael Malone, without MPJ, without Jamal Murray, has done the best coaching job of his career in Denver. And you may think I'm a little off on this, but I'm going to tell you what a lot of people have in common when it comes to, I believe at least, I had this conversation with another guy today. What a lot of people have in common when it comes to Michael Malone, Gary Harris, and Will Barton. Okay. We'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Justin Adams from Channel 4 is filling in today for Mace. You can reach him at Justin Adams TV. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, Nuggets currently sixth in the Western Conference. They've won four of their last five. The record is 32 and 25. They've done it with Jokic and a bunch of guys. Yes. I say this with all due respect to Aaron Gordon, but essentially this is Todd and the Toddlers. Yes. It, it, it is what it is. And notice I left out Will Barton. Mm-hmm. It's Aaron Gordon yeah. and Jokic and then the rest. They're, they're Listen, they're all NBA players. I totally get it, but it's a mishmash of guys. If we're being completely honest. Yeah, and Will Barton is one of the guys that should be coming off the bench, even though he doesn't want to be coming off the bench. Right. Well, he said he deserves to be a starter, and not even the Nuggets felt he deserves starter's money. But I digress. I'll bang on him a little bit later on in this Mm -hmm. segment. With that, uh, should Michael Malone get some consideration for Coach of the Year? Yes. Yes, he should. 
He should. Um, when you look at this team, they're six right now in the West, and when you look at their what they have for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. their their um, um, their schedule for the rest of the season, it opens up for them to at least be at worst the fifth seed. At yeah. worst, the fifth seed. Get this, Eric. Nuggets have twenty five games remaining. They take on uh, Golden State. After they play Golden State, they'll have twenty four games after the All Star break. Fourteen out of the twenty four games are against teams below five hundred. Yep. 14. So that means that you're going to have a legit chance of being that fifth seed and having a chance, an outside chance of being the fourth seed. Um, you're four back of Utah, pretty much your five back because you lost the tiebreaker there. But they have an opportunity to really move up the standings there. So for me to see what Michael Malone has done, and think of the guys that he had even in last night's game. Bones Highland is your starting point guard, right? You're a rookie. Your starting point guard um, had a fantastic shot against Toronto. Um, the game-winning three that he had. And so you just see guys continue to mature, um, having different lineups in there, um, even having a trade with Brendan Forbes. So have all these guys in there, and be and to be able to have this team seven games over 500 is truly just a miracle. Well, would you put Malone in your top three? I'll put him in my top five. Right. He's not top three. No, he's not top three, though. No. no. Um, ironically, a guy who came from Denver, yeah. I believe, should be in the top three. Yep. I mean, if if I had to put it down right now, who'd be my guy? Mm-hmm. It'd be Billy Donovan with the Bulls. Yes, yes. He'd be my top okay. guy. Okay. Uh, I'd probably have Taylor Jenkins, who's the head coach for Memphis, number two, and then J.B. Bickerstaff I will with have, the Cavs. I will have J.B. Bickerstaff, too. The only reason why is because Colin Sexton, he was out for the, or he is out for the year with a torn MCL, and they lost him in November. So they lost up a little bit ago, and Cleveland is still winning games. They're still doing very well. And they made a trade for uh, Karis LeVert from mm-hmm. Indiana. So they're going to continue to play well. So they're, they're definitely, to me, the most surprising team this season. Nobody saw this coming. Their so turnaround nobody is, saw it. Their turnaround is bigger than Memphis. Eric, they won 22 games last year. Right. They were 22-50 and 50 last year. Right. But Memphis's record is better. Yes, they're there now. Granted, they have one of the best players in the league, and they have a really good young unit, right? Like everybody's good on that team. Right. I mean, I can I could see giving Malone coach uh, votes for coach mm-hmm, of the year. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. should not be the coach of the year, but the argument would be he still has Jokic. Yeah, he, well, he still has Jokic, and though. you still have arguably the best player in the league. So you should be competitive in almost every game, right? Yeah, and it just shows what happens when <laughs> you think about the Brooklyn Nets, right? When they had KD and KD is out of the lineup, that team fell off the cliff, man. Right. That team fell way off the cliff. And right. now Jokic is keeping everything put together. But also Michael Malone, and I know he loves Faco Capazzo, but one of the things that he's done later on this season too is he sat Capazzo for a bit as well right. to help out his bench unit. So. That's one of the things that I see, just growth and maturity for Michael Malone, and this is why I would say this is one of his best seasons he's had. I understand you're more of a hoop guy than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is fair to say Malone gets criticized quite a bit. Oh, the most. Okay. He gets criticized probably the most in Denver. Right. Okay. And he goes after his players publicly, mm-hmm. which personally I don't have a big problem with. Right. Okay. But this is what I find interesting about Mike Michael Malone. Okay. It's these two things seem to be mutually exclusive to me. If you don't like Michael Malone, then you liked Gary Harris and Will Barton. Yes. 
I don't know why that is. But you know what that tells me? You don't know a lot about basketball. Who, me? Or no. just, just somebody. General, if you don't like Michael Malone as yeah, a head yeah, yeah. coach. I, yes, yes, but yes. But you really liked Gary Harris when he was here. A guy who could take a three-game injury and turn it into 10. A guy you would never trust with an outside shot as a shooting guard. Okay. And you're in love with Will Barton. And Will Barton, you said it earlier on mm-hmm. in the show. Will Barton should be coming off the bench. And the only reason Will Barton is performing is because Murray's not in the lineup yep. and and uh, MPJ's not in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Will Barton's number four. He is your fourth option. I, I'm, I don't mean to sound pessimistic about it. And I don't mean it literally, but maybe just a little bit of mm-hmm. mean it. I think Will Barton has no problem with either of those guys being injured. You know why? More time for him. More time to score. Better opportunity to put up points. Listen, I, I like his I like his attitude where he, he has a fiery type of personality. Mm-hmm. But he's not even close to one of the best players in the league. But if you talk to him, you would think that he is. Yes, but this is what won me over with Will Barton last year. So in the series against Phoenix, and to be very honest, we all should have saw it coming. Nuggets had no chance. Like, they had no chance. Right. But when Barton came back from his injury, mm-hmm. he was the only guy who was cutting towards the hole. Jokic found him time after time again. He was the right. only guy that was making cuts. If you cut Jokic. He finds you. It, that, right. And that's why I'm not a huge I'm not a huge MPJ guy. Because the only thing that he cuts is his knee or his back opened by a doctor. Right. That's the only thing he cuts. He is an AAU player. He stands around just waiting for the ball to come to him. When I was doing the show with Andrew, I brought this up, and I can't remember what game it was. Again, I'm not a hoop guy. I'm not a good basketball player. I have zero court sense. I can probably beat you in horse, but other than that, that's all I'm good for. Okay. You put me in one-on-one, you're going to beat me. The more numbers out there, I get so confused. Right. So I can't claim I truly know the game. But even I know this. Mm-hmm. There was a game, and I sent Mace a, a a video of this. And I actually I put it out on Twitter. MPJ was sitting. He was on the, if, if you're facing the hoop, mm-hmm. he's on the left wing. Mm-hmm. There are two Nuggets players basically standing on the opposite baseline. Right. And MPJ rolls under the basket right in that corner. And I'm thinking, even I know there's no spacing there. Right. Are you moving just to move? Because you're supposed to? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes that's what he does. But here's the thing, and that's when when he cuts to the hole. Now, sometimes to me, it feels like it has to be a play that's called for him. Right. And maybe that's something that, Again, Michael Malone will have to do, right? You have to call plays in order to get movement. Sometimes coaches have to do that. You have to adjust to the guys that you have on the court, especially when you're paying him the max like you're doing right now, right? So, but when he does and when he cuts, you're talking about a guy who's 6'11", able to catch the ball, right. and all you have to do is turn around and look, there's the rim. Right. Like It's just, it's to me, it's easy money. Am, am I out of my tree in believing that if you don't like Michael Malone, you liked Gary Harris, and you like Will no, Barton. no, not at all. It's the it's the it's it's like it's like politics to me, where you have to be on this side or this side. But, but the one thing that I know that Michael Malone loves about Gary Harris was his defense. Turned right. the series around against Utah, right? Yep. 
So when Gary Harris is there and healthy, right, and he doesn't have his nicks and scratches like you talked about, right, he is a darn good defender, a great defender. And you no, know he's what? Not, he's not great. He's good, very good. Who who's a better def- who's a better okay. defensive player? Him or Jeremy Grant? Oh, that's a good one. I know when it comes to winning basketball uh, and wanting to win, it's Gary Harris. Because yes. Jeremy Grant has zero interest in winning. Right, right. He only wants to be the man. He wants his points and he wants his money. Honestly, that's not a guy I'd want on my team. He he, he reportedly, he didn't want to go to the Lakers because he didn't want to be the third guy. <laughs> he wants to yeah, be the man. You have a chance to win. Right. And you have a chance to play with LeBron, who's going to put you in the right, right area. Right. But, but just to answer your question directly, for what the Nuggets need right now, they need a Gary Harris because... It's not that I don't trust Aaron Gordon to go up against a guard, right? It's not that I don't do that. It's just when I look at six fouls, playoffs, and certain situations, I don't want Aaron Gordon spending the whole game on a point guard. I would rather have Gary Harris go and guard him, and then you could go and say, okay, now Aaron Gordon. Who's a better who's a better defensive player, Aaron Gordon or oh, no, it's Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. By far. By because, far. Because he can cover yeah. more positions. Yes. No, I don't want him. I don't want Aaron Gordon on Chris Paul in the finals, mm-hmm. but sometimes you saw that you because you had to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had to. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't a choice. By the way, I was thinking about this as well. Nikola Jokic has not played with an all-star. Hasn't played with an all-star mm-hmm. at all. Um, in his seven career seasons, he hasn't played with an all-star. At least I don't believe he's played with an all-star. Michael Jordan, when he did not play with an all-star, before Scottie Pippen got there, do you know that Scottie Pippen's rookie season, the Bulls were under 500? They were 40 and 42. Didn't know that. Right. Uh, they they were never a three seed. The Bulls were never a three seed uh, when they were playing with, you know, Granville Waiters and, mm-hmm. and Orlando Woolridge. Those guys aren't great players, but let's look at this Nuggets roster too. What does it say about Nikola Jokic is a player. I'm not comparing him to Michael Jordan. But what does it say about a guy like Nikola Jokic where he can elevate his teammates and get wins where Michael Jordan, unless he had a superstar around him, he's listen, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Mm-hmm. Notice I said one of them. Right, right, right. right. Notice I said one, one of them. them. One of them. He is yes. not the greatest basketball player of all time. Really? No. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. He's Go not. Ahead. Yeah. He, he's not. He's, he's one of the greatest. One um, of the. He's absolutely one yeah, of the greatest. For sure. And I grew up in Chicago, a Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. I, I have Michael Jordan fatigue. Honest to God. I'd rather have Magic Johnson. Oh. I would. Wait, you know what? So, so can I, I'll say this. I'd rather have Will Chamberlain. I'll say this with Jokic there. And it goes to Magic Johnson then. It goes to LeBron James as well. Nikola Jokic is going to go down as one of the best playmakers in NBA history. And he's a center. And he's a center. Now, right. here's the issue. I think the majority of basketball fans are going to miss him. What do you mean are going to miss him? Because he doesn't jump high. Because he doesn't have great athleticism. No, well, I'll give you the other reason why. Mm-hmm. For those two reasons, you're not getting on Sports Center with exactly. jump shots. Exactly. The only time he's getting on Sports Center is with a crazy pass, and he has at least won a game. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. Uh, unless you're shooting threes consistently from like way downtown, or you're dunking the basketball. There's nothing flashy about Jokic's game. Right. I'll give you a term that used a whole lot, especially on Twitter, but a lot of basketball fans use it. True basketball fans 
they know about Nikola Jokic. They know about his yeah. game and how much of a playmaker he is. Richard Jefferson doesn't. But that's what I'm saying. Casuals don't. Right. Casuals who look at sports center, who look for the ducks and all this right. other stuff, who look for Steph Curry with a step right. back three from half court. Right. They look at those plays. But people who know the game and who look at the game and love the game, yeah. they know about how great he is. I'll say this, and this is one of the highest compliments I could pay Nikola Jokic. His basketball IQ is only rivaled by a Larry Bird, a Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. a Michael Jordan. Yeah. And probably a few others. Put LeBron in there too. That's it. Basketball yeah, IQ. That's it. That's it. IQ. Yeah, coming gonna- coming up after the break. Uh, interesting story on ESPN. They ranked the top 100 prospects in baseball. How many guys from the Rockies are on that list for a team that you know is not going to spend a ton of free agency that wants to keep hammering home the narrative? It's about drafting and developing. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com at Justin Adams TV. Justin Adams joining us today and for the rest of the week as Mace is on vacation from me. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Rockies aren't big spenders in free agency, although they are going to go hard, hard after a couple of guys in free agency. Okay? We'll get to those guys in a minute. Uh, But, you know, they talk about themselves being a draft and development team. ESPN came out with its top 100 prospect rankings. 20-year-old Rockies right fielder Zach Veen is number 20. 19-year-old catcher Drew Romo is 85. Both guys likely years away from the big club as they both just finished up in low A ball. One person with knowledge of Rocky's thinking told me today, and this is a quote, unless they spend money in free agency, this team is going to have a difficult time being competent. Wow. Okay. Now, I'll put this out there before we start this conversation. I was not a fan of Bill Schmidt being named the GM, but I like the hires he has made. He brought in a guy from Tampa, brought in a guy from the Dodgers. Um, as one person put it to me, he hired a bunch of whiz kids. Mm, okay. So I think the I think the future, three years from now, if all these people stay, I think a foundation could be built. But for the next two years, I think they're going to be real problems. Okay. Um, the two guys that uh, they want to get in, uh, in free agency... I think they will look to spend money on Kyle Schwarber. Yes. And I think they will look to spend money on Chris Bryant. Yes. As it was said to me, they have to get one of those guys because everybody in that organization knows they 
desperately need a bat. They're going to have to outbid some teams, mm-hmm. like big time, yes. in order to get one of those guys. But if they don't, their lineup, you might as well not have the DH in the National League and just let the pitchers hit. Because I have no idea who the DH would be. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I don't even know who's on the rock. I mean, who would be the lineup now? Like, like who, honestly, your best hitter is Ryan you? McMahon, who is still essentially oh, unproven. God. Yeah, man. Ryan McMahon, Tapia would be your best average hitter, hitter for average. Speed guy. I'm really trying to think of other guys on that they're, roster. They're, well, it's, it's hard to remember who's on that right. roster. And it's not that I don't do my homework. It's just more so along the lines of that's just the issue with this team is that when you look at, say, okay, who are the guys who you look through the lineup and you know, okay, three through five or three through six or two through six. The heart of your, the order, heart of your order. The heart of your order is flatlined. You need paddles right. to get that thing going. So right now, Ryan McMahon is your three-hole hitter. Yeah. That, that's pretty probably. much it. And you don't, you don't have anybody hitting in cleanup. So, so they have to get somebody. And I would argue they have to get both. Or just be honest with the fan base. Be honest with who you are. Now, again, I don't know how everything will go. Obviously, we're in a lockout right now. So how the you know bargaining agreement would happen with teams tanking and things like that, what will happen with the Rockies. Either you go and get one or both of those guys or just be honest to your fan base. I'll put it to, I'll put it to you this way. And I probably need to do more research on this before I make this statement. And Danny, maybe you can chime in on this. Give me a more difficult division in sports than the National League West with the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres who had a down year. And they're low. Andrew's chiming in from behind me saying the American League East, and I would agree that's that's up there. But I think that I would still put the NL West first. I would. So you got the Rays, Yankees. Blue Reds. Jays. Blue Jays was almost Blue Jays. in the playoffs. Or oh, were they in the playoffs this year? Red Sox. Were they just outside the playoffs? Just missed. Okay. But you always have the Baltimore Orioles, so that always helps out. That just evens everything out in that division. Right? Well, and you got the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. Well, there you go. You got both of those teams as well. I mean, who who had the top two records in in baseball this year? No Dodgers and Giants. Oh, well, then I would take them over the American League East all day, wouldn't you, Nolan? Cardinals fan? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't take the top two teams with the top two records in baseball. Come on in, Nolan. But you're more big Cardinals owner. You big Cardinals homer. What's that? There's- there's more depth in the American League East than there is the National League West. American League West, although the National League West, you have the two top teams, and then you have three basically bottom feeders. The Padres are still kind of like a eh. Padres are loaded with talent. Do what? Padres are loaded with talent. They had a down. I'm not year. T- from a talent standpoint. They're t- they're loaded. They just had a bad year. It's, but it's in a, it's a very unproven roster. We saw this team. They were fighting the rest of the year, but they tanked hard at the at the end of the year. The American League East, you have four teams that were basically right there at the very end, and then you have the Orioles. You, there's more depth in the division on the East than there is the National League West. You know what you should have said? You should have said there's four teams in the American League East that won 91 or more games. Four teams. <laughs> and, yet- and then the, the, the Blue Jays, they're, they're, that team's going to compete for 15 years. Well, I, I, so... Just from a depth perspective, I'll go with you, all right? I, I, I'll go with that. But 
when I look at the teams who can come out of that division and win a World Series, I'm going NL West all day. Because if San Diego, which they fired their uh, their manager because they had a terrible losing streak at the end. I mean, the last 10 games of the year, they were 2-8. and eight. So you imagine with all the guys they have on that roster, they're going to get that act together. San Francisco, San Francisco. You already know about the Dodgers. They, they're just going to reload. And then you have the Rockies and Diamondbacks. <laughs> so, so pretty much you have three teams that will, once baseball ends their lockout, will be in the playoffs next year. Hun, Guaranteed. I, listen, uh, Nolan, you're a compulsive gambler. I don't know how you're a compulsive gambler. I don't know how you can afford being a compulsive gambler. Come back to the mic real quick. What's your over-under on San Diego for wins this upcoming season based on a 162-game schedule? Probably place it at 87. 87? I'll take, I'll take, I'll go 86 and a half, and I'll take the over. You want to make yeah, a bet on I, that? I would take that. Okay, I'll take the over. Now, granted, I also think I, San Diego is going to finish higher than San Francisco. So, so we'll we'll make a friendly side bet of a couple grand, and I'll I'll take a the over, and I'll take the uh, I'll take the over at eighty six and a half. How's that sound? You really want to make that bet? You can't clam up when we talk about a couple grand. Come on, man. I don't have no. A we'll, we'll, grand. we'll do we'll do we'll do we'll do a friendly bet. You you really right now believe, or do you want to think about this? You're really going to take the Padres under eighty six. I never said I was going to take the under. Said to set the over under. I would take eighty. I would place it at eighty seven. Fine, eighty seven's a push. Yeah, I'll take the over. You want the under? Sure. You don't sound very confident. I'm not sold on the Padres. Okay. I think I'm more sold on them than than you are. Obviously, Danny. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Well, will your bet be changing if they don't play a full season? Yeah, we got to find yeah. a way to. Yeah, that's a good point. Got to got to find a way to move that around. Clearly, that's why I said based on 162 games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, coming up on just in case you missed it, we've got a little bit more baseball news today. Some players taking the stand regarding drugs, but not steroids. And also, we'll take a look at the Olympic medal count thus far. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Goodman. No, we don't stop. You can't stop. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us mileysports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. 
Just in case you missed it, four major leaguers, including the Rockies' C.J. Crone, testified today that Eric Prescott King, or K, excuse me, had given them oxycodone pills, all played for the Angels back in the uh, late 2010s. And the former Angels employee is facing drug and conspiracy charges in the wake of the overdose death of Tyler Skaggs in July of 2019. Are opioids a bigger issue in sports than we are aware of? Do you think fans choose to look the other way? Or is this more of an isolated situation? I can only tell you from when I was in the locker room yep. at CU. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, the pressure that athletes are under, and I'm talking about mid-2000s, the pressure that athletes, guys like myself, are under is immense. And it's felt everywhere, not just from the fans, from parents, from friends, girlfriends, whoever. It is immense. So, yeah, it is very, very high. There's a lot of money that's involved. Uh, the, 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 the greatest ability is availability. In football specifically, you have a short shelf life anyway. Can't make the club in the tub. I got all the cliches for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, if you're not hooked on tour at all, right, then you got to do something. And then oxycodone is pretty easy from what I understand to get hooked on. So uh, the, the, this is, listen, it's a huge problem in the United States with teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. More or less, more or less sports. You know, kids get hooked on that stuff because they like it. Right, they're 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 cracking that stuff up and putting it in their nose because it's fun, right? Um, but for these players, that's how you make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. That's how we got the TV show Euphoria, I believe, uh, which I don't know if either of you are familiar with, but a lot of opioids being done in that show by high schoolers. Well, so. I've done some things in my time where I've had Euphoria or euphoric experiences. It's not for the FCC today, right now. <laughs> I was All right. Say. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, I'm sure you too, Justin. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep the mouth. Mm -hmm. talk, keep your wife, your wife's listening. That's right? why. <laughs> You're not meeting anybody in the parking lot <laughs> after the show, are you? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Just in case you missed it, Norway currently leads the 2022 Winter Olympics medal count with 26 total medals. 12 gold, 7 silvers. Those are both the highest number in both those categories. And then 7 bronzes. Is Norway the, cop, the top country that comes to mind when you think about winter and snow-based sports? Or is there another one that jumps into your head first? No, I always thought America. Um, but, I mean, to be very honest with you, this has been... These Olympics are the toughest I've had to keep up and watch. I mean, just being honest. I, I don't know the storylines. You try to find out the players. You try to find out who are the people to watch, but you try to watch it on, you know, local TV, and then you can't get the event you really want to watch because you have to watch it on Peacock. So, I mean, it's just, this is the hardest to keep up with uh, more than ever before. Well, there's a reason why Norway is as good as they are. And if you don't know this, it's going to be educational for you. In Norway, they do it differently than every other country in the world when it comes to youth sports. Okay. I think until the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, something like that, there's no such thing as keeping score. You play a soccer game at the age of 10, there's no score being taken. Nothing. Nothing. There are no trophies given. Nothing. You are just playing for fun. That's all oh. you're doing. You're just playing for fun. But then when you hit a certain age, it becomes competitive. When you hit a certain age, then they start doing that. 
So everybody gets to enjoy it, no pressure. And then if you really love it, then you'll continue where it matters. There are trophies, there are medals. They will keep scoring games. And it has been proven through the Winter Olympics that this system works. Just look at the medal count. I like that system. I like that system. It is totally against what happens here in America because everything has to right. be a trophy and a scoreboard. That's Especially right. when your three-year-old kid is uh, trying to play you know, softball or kickball or soccer or whatever. Right. So I, I'm, I'm looking at a uh, – I've known this for years. Wow. But, but, I, but I'll read this to you. Uh, Norway is the most decorated nation to compete at the Winter Olympics between 1924 and 2014. Okay, uh, let me go through this, and I'm uh, obviously I'm doing this live. Okay, so, uh, but how is a country that's home to just 5.2 million people so successful? Norway doesn't keep score. This might sound bizarre as the story goes that I'm reading verbatim, but it's a strategy that clearly works. Okay. The idea involves encouraging children to play sports without letting them keep score or count who's winning and losing until they reach the age of 13. Wow. Okay, here's a quote. We think it's better to be a child in this way because then they can concentrate on having fun and be with their friends and develop. And you know, the other thing that happens too is that kids are able to play and they're not priced out of playing. That's right. So now you don't look at a kid like AAU and say, well, this kid is going to help me win at 12 years old. So let's go and play him, give him the ball, spend most of our time on him because he's more athletic than everybody else. Right. Now you just go and coach everybody. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And obviously it's proven, at least in the Olympics. Uh How do you lead the medal count with a population that is smaller than New York City? You do it that way. That's the way you do it. I, I like it, man. I, oh man! I, this is coming I, for a guy from a guy who played college football. Yeah. No, or I, let me rephrase that: you had the best seat in the house for college football as you stood on the sidelines <laughs> and watched the Buffs. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can try before you buy. You can watch. Lisa, listen, I was in the stands. At least you were on the right. field, right? I was there. Right. I, got, I, I got the ring to prove it. Right. I mean, you you were able to get free meals. That's right. All the time. Trading table was amazing. Unlimited orange juice from that fountain that you see at Seven Eleven. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, CBS Sports' Cody Benjamin wrote an article titled Five NFL Teams Poised to Take a Big Leap in 2022. Are the Broncos on that list? We'll tell you next.